The Pilgrimage of the Heart podcast is brought to you by PYO.Yoga, an online studio for all your yoga needs, including videos in Spanish and Russian. This podcast is also brought to you by Pilgrimage of the Heart Yoga, located in San Diego and serving over 1,000 yogis a week. Welcome to Pilgrimage of the Heart Interviews. Join us as we explore fascinating people and ideas in the world of yoga. Welcome, this is Sujantra with Pilgrimage Yoga Online. Today our guest is Sarah Finger. She, along with her husband, Alan, founded Ishta, which is the integrated science of Hatha, Tantra, and Ayurveda. They have studios in New York and offer trainings around the world. Um, Sarah offers or co-offers uh, retreats in Bali and Greece and is also on the board of directors of a nonprofit in, in, called Exhale to Inhale. So welcome to our podcast, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, my my, my first, I'm your Ishta organization, Integrated Science of Hatha, Tantra, and Ayurveda. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so Ishta is, um, it is an integrated practice. So we like to blend these, what we call the sister sciences of Hatha, which is the, the practice of balancing the solar energies and the lunar energies in your body, right? The nervous system, um, sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system, stretching and strengthening, um, focusing and relaxing, along with a Tantra. And Tantra, it comes from two words, Tanoti, which means to expand, and Triyati, which means to liberate. So Tantra is the science of expanding and liberating your consciousness, um, utilizing different tools like uh, visualization and breath and uh, mantra to uh, create this state of non-duality. Um, and it is a non-dualistic approach, which views everything on this material plane as coming from a source of divine uh, spirit consciousness. And um, Ayurveda is the life science of yoga. Ayu means um, life uh, and Veda is knowledge or science. So Ayurveda is the science of life and it basically sees individuals um, as having a combination of five major elements, earth, water, fire, air, and space. And the combination of each of those make up what's called your prakriti. Um, and that's your nature, what you're born into. And but your environmental factors, which affect you, create imbalances, which are called your vikriti. And so Ayurveda is about balancing your Prakriti with your Vikriti, so you live in harmony. And so we integrate these three sister sciences with our yoga practice that makes the practice much more than just a physical experience, but about deepening and enhancing your life. Now, I've been to a lot of yoga studios all over the world, and it's you, 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 and your and your studios are have really expanded beyond just the asana. And I'm wondering, 
for people out there who maybe aren't familiar with the expansiveness you've done, how do you integrate like the Tantra and the Ayurveda into the studio experience? Mm. So for Tantra, uh, what we like to do is we integrate what are called Kriya techniques into the physical practice. Um, so Kriya means purification, but it's just basically purification of your consciousness, and it involves visualization. So, for example, one Kriya technique that I like to use is visualizing on the inhale that you bring in an electromagnetic field of energy from the crown of your head down the line of your spine to the base, just in front of your sacrum. On the exhale, you sense that you expand and transform that intelligence into each cell of your body. And so you can bring that simple visual that you feel on the breath into the asana practice, and it's really invigorating, and it's really enlivening and enhancing. Mm, that felt um, good. I was, all, I was doing that while you yeah. described it, and that's a, yeah. nice, and that's a nice feeling. Yeah, it's amazing. And, and, so, um, and so you're integrating these other dimensions into the asana experience that people are having. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh, I see, I see. And you have two, how, you have a, um, tell us about what you have going in the New York area. Well, so our headquarters, our kind of flagship studio is on 11th Street between Broadway and University. And um, we have all different types of classes happening there. Um, everything from, you know, hour of power to restorative to yin to, I do a, um, Sweat and Samadhi Sound Bath, which is a class accompanied by live music and um, Ooh, nice. and, and it sounds Yeah, that one sounds uh, pretty appealing. I like that. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. We have meditation. We do yoga nidra. Uh -huh. um, we're really about just using the tools and techniques of yoga to um, elevate your consciousness, to enhance, you know, the, the experience. Um, so it, it's a really integrated experience but we're also um the tantra aspect of yoga is very much about it's very non-dogmatic <laughs> so we we're also we kind of pride ourselves on being accessible in the way that we're open to all different walks of life all different backgrounds all different types of people coming in together to ex have the same similar experience and then i had noticed that your husband Alan was one of the co-founders of Yoga Works. And so yeah, it, it's, I'm wondering how, because obviously Yoga Works is very successful, but it's also, uh, you know, it's very mainstream yoga. And I'm wondering how your studio is doing with this very expanded concept. Is, is it going well? Is the community receiving it well? And uh, Do you mean the concept of Ishta? Yeah, or... yeah, the whole Ishta and just integrating all these other dimensions are people... Um, uh, it's, 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 is it working? Cause it's really, it's a really great step forward in yoga. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, you know, it's interesting because, um, we, you know, started off under the yoga works umbrella, yoga works kind of came full circle, uh, and bought out, uh, the yoga, which was, um, my husband's former, uh, company before the conception of Ishta Yoga LLC. And um, we realized when we were, um, you know, partnering and, and, and in that community and family that um, there were certain aspects of that, of that system of yoga, which was not in, in alignment. It didn't resonate with Ishta, which is, 
you know, the second fold meaning of Ishta is that which resonates with the individual spirit. So um, we do teach to the individual and we do honor that, and it is a lineage. Um, and we do believe in having these these ancient techniques and tools to enhance your living. And in a sort of mainstream corporate approach, um, some of that there, some of that gets lost, mm-hmm. um, you know, for obvious, for expected reasons and for, for good reason, because we do want to, you know, Yoga Works is a company that wants to reach the masses. And I think that there's real, um, there's a great validity in that and there's a necessity in that. And I, and I think that that sort of platform actually helps them for people to further evolve and become interested in maybe some deeper, more nuanced approaches of yoga, which is what Ishta is. Um, Yeah, so I I don't think that Ishta as a brand is something that will necessarily go um, in the same masses. Uh, It's certainly not the... It, it, it's not the the main intention, right? The intention of is just to touch people and to and to really ultimately create connection and healing. Um, and if that spreads out into a greater uh, audience and, and a worldwide um, network, then then that's what the world needs, and that's what they're asking for. And then we respond appropriately. <laughs> right, an unconditional offering. Yeah. And, and now yeah. how, how um, now at this point, your life seems uh, full of yoga and, and that's your livelihood. But could the going back in time, how did your journey begin? How did what, what first brought you to step into the world of yoga? Well, I, um, I have a background in gymnastics and dance. I majored in dance in college. And I um, graduated from the Colorado College with a degree in performing arts and a minor in Asian studies. And I ended up going to live in Taiwan for three years. I was really um, fascinated by um, the meditate, the Asian culture and Eastern philosophy and um, Buddhism and Confucianism. And um so I went to live in, in Taiwan, and um, I had a job there teaching kids, and I danced a bit, and I ended up, um, you know, uh, actually in college took a class in yoga, and, and I followed up with that in, in Taiwan, and it was a very different experience. Um, it was a, a different type of style of yoga than we actually teach here in the United States. It it had a little more of a Tai Chi and Qigong influence, Mm. but because I had a background in dance and I was more supple, the teacher would kind of have me go in front of the room and teach teach some of these postures in Mandarin. Uh (laughs) So I would do that, and just something spoke to me about it. It spoke very clearly. Like I, I realized that I wanted to come back to New York and study it deeper. And it ultimately brought me back to New York. And when I came back to New York, had a little bit of reverse culture shock after living abroad for three years. And I stumbled upon the yoga, which was the, the, my husband's former company, which was teaching Ishta. And, and it was the first thing that made me feel at home, wow. um, was, was 
experiencing that yoga and it really resonated with me. Um, and it just began my journey of where I am right now, which is um, spreading and sharing this form of yoga that I feel really passionate about. And it was life changing for me. Right. And um, for, for our listeners out there, what um, can you give us a website and uh, whatever other social media handles you have that they can connect with you? Oh, absolutely. So um, the Ishta site is ishtayoga.com. And, the, and, and that's, that's we, um, I-S-H-T-A, okay? Yep. And um, our, our Instagram and Twitter handle is ishtayoga. And then I have my own personal web, website, which is sarahplatfinger.com. And um, my handles are splat finger, S-P-L-A-T-T-F-I-N-G-E-R. Um, and I'm on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Twitter as well. And I was reading recently in a yoga journal uh, survey that they put out each year. And I was I think it had said that there were 17,000 or else a, a huge number of uh, teachers graduating this year from teacher training programs. And since you've done, you've done so much with yoga and have made it such a part of your life, I'm wondering what advice you would give to, what advice would you give to uh, teachers out there who are just beginning their journey and are really motivated to make yoga part of their life? What would you suggest to them to make that happen? That's such a good question. And I would say, um, you know, when you start teaching you you get really excited because you start to connect with other people and you're sharing um, this experience and this practice that you're very passionate about and that has most likely transformed you and you get excited about sharing that with others. And I would say that one thing that comes with teaching and especially people that tend to want to teach are people that like to give a lot. Um, they tend to be caregivers and they like, they, they get um, validation out of uh, giving to other people. And the, the doubt, and it's such a beautiful thing because to be generous and to feel like you have something to offer and that you want to share um, but what the downside of that is that it's it's easy to get depleted is and and to lose inspiration mm. when you're in the art of of giving so much. So for me, the most important thing in staying inspired and engaged and authentic in my teachings is to have my own personal practice. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I do it every morning. Um, you know, I had the great pleasure of teaching Deepak Chopra in the mornings and we meet at 6 a.m. In, in the studio. And now, does Deepak live in New him. York or he's out here in California? Yeah, he's bi-coastal. Oh, he's, okay. He's, his oh, New I, York City apartment is, is right next to our studio. So oh, I see. It's uh, yeah, and, and so when I teach in the morning, I wake up at 4 in the morning, and I do my practice, and I do my meditation, and then um, I go, because I know that in order for me to really provide and feel like I can be of service, I have to connect in I have to connect to myself in a really sacred and, um, and um, intimate way. So I would definitely share and say to others to have a regular daily practice that you can rely on to know that you have 
your own way of being inspired and filling up your well. And whether that's going on retreats or, um, you know, doing uh, self-care remedies that keep you fulfilled, um, definitely having that as part of your uh, of a ritual, so to speak, is something that um, is going to help to keep you uh, to be able to provide as a teacher. I really like how you focused in on the idea of uh, inspiration and the importance of being inspired so that you really have something to offer. Yeah. Yeah. Inspiration is key. And and I had seen that on, I had forgotten. I'd seen that on your website where you're the, you're the um, personal teacher to Deepak Chopra. And so you have that, that great inspiration to, um, to really be present and a great teacher every morning. And then you're also, you're, you're on the board of directors of exhale to inhale, which is a nonprofit that's involved with yoga. So can you tell us what, what, what that's all about? Yeah, so Exhale to Inhale is a nonprofit organization that provides uh, yoga to female survivors of domestic violence and um, sexual assault. And so um, we have teachers who go to various shelters um, to provide uh, a specific yoga, trauma-sensitive yoga to these women. And um, it has been a really incredible and um, humbling experience for me to be a part of that organization. I'm really more on the operational side where I help um, fundraise and network and uh, get teachers on board and provide trainings for the teachers. Um, and I feel really privileged to be able to have a space to offer, you know, some of these furthering continuing educational services for the teachers in. Um, and it's, it's been amazing to see how uh, well-received it is, and it's expanded out outside of Manhattan into Long Island and into um, upstate New York and certain areas out, um, out west in L.A. We've had people interested in Canada and um, just really in Maryland, sort of all over. Um, they kind of get wind of the services that we are providing and, and the cause. And it, it's, it's really astonishing to hear how many women have been affected. Mm. Um, and it's, it's very much in the mainstream media right now, as we know, right. um, this just idea of females being exposed to sexual assault on a daily basis. One out of three women is affected in some way um, by or by sexual violence or assault, and um, this this is a real um, it's an epidemic, and just the fact that we can even bring awareness to it, um, knowing that the tools of yoga have I mean for for females just as a woman in general being able to feel empowered in your body and connected in your body and safe in your body um, is is a um, is a healing thing and for somebody who has been through some kind of trauma or assault to feel that is is transformative it's it's reclaiming your life and your power um so i feel really privileged to be able to be on that uh, a part of that organization and if one of our listeners would want to get involved what what website would they go to 
They would go to exhale to inhale dot org. And, and is and that a, is that a is that a T O yeah. or a t, or a numeral two? T O. Okay. Yeah. Exhale to inhale dot com. You said or dot org. Dot org. Dot org. Org. Cool. Yeah. And um, there's there's also uh, if anybody wants to donate, they can go online and there's a link to donate right there. Um, and if anybody wants to get involved, they can also um, go online and and they can find a link to the right person to get involved. We're always looking for eager people who are willing to offer their services. Um, it's really we're working from the ground up. Our teachers work pro bono. They're not being paid at this point for their services, and a lot of the people that are involved are really volunteering their work. So we're always looking to really generate more and create more of a sustainable foundation. So I really I appreciate you bringing it up, and thank you so much for for bringing this into your community. Right. It's so it's so great to see people using yoga to help not just transform our own lives, but also begin to transform the society that we're in. Yeah. 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 It, it's. Uh, Yoga is so powerful. Well, it really is. <laughs> well, Sarah, thanks so much for um, talking with us today. And one more time, do you can you give us your your website so our listeners can uh, check out your website once again? Yes, it's Sarah S A R A H Platt P L A T T Finger F I N G E R dot com. Great. Well, thanks very much. Uh, for being on the show today, and we'd like to uh, thank our guest, uh, Sarah Plattfinger. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us. This has been a production of Pilgrimage of the Heart Yoga. Join us at our studios here in San Diego, or visit us online at pyo.yoga. Namaste. Namaste.